0: Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemy and Mirola Greenwald This is a Sikha from L'Kotel Sikhas Ch'elek Yedalad Parashas Vayelach Sikhah Beyz And the topic of the Sikha is that in this week's parsha we learn the pasach of L'Koyach Hasefer Hatera Azeh M'Samtam Eisei Geimer Adaren Gamer V'Hoy Eid And we learn the Rashi on this pasach And there are five parts on the Sikha. The rebel, number one, present an explanation that's given of what Rashi is saying and ask four questions on that explanation, and as a result, reject that explanation. Number two, present a new explanation of what Rashi is saying. Number three, ask two questions on this new explanation. Number four, answer the two questions. And number five, present the Yenish Altera in Rashi on the pasuk in our parsha, where it says after vayatav moshe as a levium gamer and moshe commanded the levium and he said to them take this safer terra and put it beside the oran and it should be there as an aid as a witness as testimony so rashi quotes the word from the Pasuk, and he explains it's like zachar sommer halach it's like these words of zachar Shomer, and halach so to here we have the word lokhayach so in terms of understanding what rashi is saying over here so the arm of farshim like the re'em among others who explain that the intent of rashi over here is to teach that L'Koyach isn't a zivri but is rather loshen huivah meaning that just like by zachar and Shomer, etc., the schira over there and the Shmira has to be constant. So, so too here, Lakayach is Lashon Haive. So, what does that mean in terms of understanding our Pasuk? So, this is a quote from the re'im that Aleichem L'Kachas, a Sefer that it's upon you to take this Sefer HaTerah, and to place it beside the Oren, and here are the key words, that it should be for you as an aid when? hayamim all of the days. So what's understood from this teaching of the Raim is that Rashi is coming to explain the reason why L'Koyach is not written as a tzivui as a command. Why doesn't it say tikhu? Why does it say L'Koyach? Which is loshen Haiva? And the answer is, it's in order to teach us that it has to be a constant thing. It has to be li'eis l'chala'ed, when? Kol hayamim all of the days. So Rashi is coming to tell us the reason why it's not written as a tzivoy, but is rather written as loshen ho'yveh because it has to be a constant thing. However, there are four questions that the Rebbe asks on this explanation, which as a result, the Rebbe then presents a different explanation of what Rashi is telling us. The first question is, according to this, the main thing is missing. The main thing is missing in Rashi. Because Rashi should have explained that by saying, in Lashon Hoyveh, it means to emphasize that it should be there, like Rashi indeed does by Zacher. When it says zacher in the pasuk, zacher sayem azes. Rashi says limed. It taught, teaches us shemaskirin yitzias mitsrayim bechol yim that we mention yitzias Mitzrayim every day. So also here, Rashi should have said lakoyach limed that it has to be there kol hayamim. The second question is, at the very least, if Rashi is not going to say limed that it teaches us that it has to be their kolayamim at the very least, Rashi should have said loshen that it's written loshen and not loshen Sivi, because that's what he's coming to explain it's loshen like these other places and not loshen Sivi. the third question is, according to this the order of Zacher, Shammer and Haleich are not understood because rashi rashi should have first said halach which is said in parshas Snayach about the waters that there were halach it says twice about the waters about the movement of the waters so it should have said first halach which is in parshas Snayach, before zacher and shamar which are said afterwards in the later parshias and the fourth question is in general you can't say loshen havera about taking because taking happens once you can only say loshen havera about the placing, that it should be Lashon haver placed over there Kol hayyamim. so Lashon haver doesn't even fit with the act of taking and because of these four questions the Rebbe is going to present a different way of understanding what Rashi is teaching so moving on now to what Rashi is teaching us here, so from all of this it's understood that the intent of Rashi is not to explain the reason it says L'Koyach and Lashon haver that it should be a constant thing. That's not what Rashi is telling us here, but rather, the intent of Rashi over here is to prove that even though l'kayach isn't said in a lushan of a peula of an action and the lotion of a tzivui and of a command, so that would be let's say tikru command the that tikru that they should take, but rather. So even though it's not said in that form, but rather in a Lushan of the actual act of taking, which is called the mucker. in English it's called the infinitive. So let's say the act of seeing is to see, the act of walking is to walk. We're not talking about it in the context of actually happening, but just the word itself, the verb itself, the way it's removed from being actually done. So Rashi is telling us over here, the intent of Rashi is to tell us, and to prove that even though the Kayak isn't said in a lashon of a peula and tzivui, but rather in a lashon of the actual act of taking the mucker, which means it's removed from actually being done, nevertheless here it means aitzivui. E so that's what Rashi is telling us that even though it's used in the lashon muker in the infinitive, it still means aitzivui, e and that's why the that's why Rashi brings the proofs from Zachar, shamer, and holich that they too are the mocker of the word zacher is the infinitive of remem- remembering shamer of guarding and halich of going and yet they are used in those cases as a tzivri. and according to this it's now understood why Rashi brings the proof from the word halich after he brings the proof from the word zacher and shamer because the intent of Rashi over here is to bring a proof on the word halach, not the way it's in Parsha Sanoiach, that talks about the waters going down, which is just a description of the waters go- receding. He's rather referring to the word halach that's written after Zachar and Shamar, where it's written as a tzivui, as a command. It says at once halach vdibarta it says halach vkarasa where that and halach is being said as a command and it's using the Lushan makar. And that halach comes after zacher and shamar, because zacher appears in Sefer Shmeis, shamar and Sefer Dvarim, and halach, in the context of being a tsivui, is said only in the Nevi'im. And there are two questions here. The first question is, why does Rashi need to bring three proofs that also at civil can be said in the Lashon of the Mokr and it doesn't suffice with one or two of the proofs? And as we'll see in the answer, there are two parts of this question. If Rashi were to bring two proofs, then the question would be, why does Rashi need to bring two proofs? And doesn't suffice with one of them and the answer would basically be to show how each of the proofs has a weakness however when it comes to bringing three proofs there are two parts to the task first we have to show the weakness of each of the proofs separately but even then it's not enough of an answer because it should be then sufficient to just bring two proofs each one has a weakness so each one counteracts the weakness in the other we have to also explain after explaining the weakness in each of them separately we need to show how each any two of them combined also have a weakness that the third one doesn't have. And then it'll be understood why all three are needed. Because each two combined have a weakness that the third one doesn't have, and therefore that third one is brought. And then when we combine that third one with either of the first two, we'll see that they also share a weakness that the one remaining doesn't have. And that's why all of them are needed. So that's the first question. Why does Rashi need to bring three proofs? And he doesn't suffice with just bringing one or two of the proofs. And the second question is, since Zacher and Shomer were already said in the Torah before this pasuk, it was said a number of times, and it was said as a Tzivui, so then Rashi should have over there explained that even though it says Zacher and Shomer using the Lushan of the Mokr, still the intent is a Tzivui. Rashi should explain it over there. And if in those Psukim, it's so clear to Rashi that it means a Tzivui, even though it says it in the Lashon of a mucker, it's meant as a tsivui, and it's so clear to him to the, to the extent that Rashi doesn't have to even explain it, so then why over here in our Pasek does Rashi have to explain it? So either also explain it by Zacher and Shamer, or don't explain it either over here. So we're going to move straight into the answer and we're going to begin by presenting the main point of the answer and answering question number two. So the explanation of this is as follows. The meaning of and Mokr negates being an action. Like for example, the word over here, L'Koyach. It means to take the way it's removed from the act of the actual taking. And the distance between and Mokr and and pa'ula is greater than the distance between past, present and future in the form of P'ula, so you could have the act of taking in the past the present and the future and the distance between lashon Makr and, and lashon and pula is greater than the distance that exists between the words the way they are in past present and future but the way they are in actual pula. and the reason is because all three of these when it's a pula in the past present and future they relate to the pula, and they're talking about something of an actual pula. there's an actual thing that was done and the only difference is in terms of the time Whereas the Lashon Makr is describing whatever it is that's being discussed in a way that it's removed from an actual Pula. It doesn't relate to a Pula at all. And therefore in Pshutlashil Mikra, when something is written in Lashon Makr, we always try to explain it with its simple meaning and not in Lashon sivui, Because the meaning of Lashon sivri is that the matter must come in the form of a Pula. Atzivuy means that it has to be done. Now, by the zacher and shamr that we already learned about even though they are lush and mucker nevertheless since we can't explain that they aren't lush and civily as when we read the psukim over there it's clearly saying it's tzivui. so therefore rashi doesn't have to explain it to us since it's self-understood obviously they are a tzivui, even though we try not to explain something which is said in lush and mucker as a tzivui. but over there there is no other alternative it clearly means a civily whereas in our pasuk we can explain l'koyach to mean loshen and not to mean and the pasach is saying when you take the sefer tairo then there's the of a samtim not that you should take but rather when you take then there is the of a samtim now there's another reason this is a side point we're going to come back to what we're saying really we could go straight to the last line over here from what we just read And therefore it's understood why Rashi must explain that L'Koyach is and Tzivri and brings proofs that we find a Tzivri said in Lashon Mokar. So that's really answering the second question. Why over there does Rashi not say anything? Because over there there's no alternative but to explain it as a Tzivri. Why over here does Rashi have to explain it? Because over here there is an alternative and therefore Rashi needs to tell us that we should not read it that way but rather we should learn that it's a Tzivri just like K'moi, the examples that we find of Zachar, Shamar and Halich. Now, we'll go back to the middle part. Now, there's another reason to say that L'Kayach isn't lush and Sivui, Because Rashi taught earlier, in Parshas Tavri, that the Yidden complained to Moshe why he was giving shavit Levi control over the Torah by giving them the Sefer Torah, which is what's being discussed here in these Psukim. And in order to address, or at least weaken, this complaint of the Yidden, that would be through explaining that Vayitzav Moshe wasn't referring to L'Kayach, but rather referring to Vesamtem. So there's another reason over here that we have besides that it's in the Lushan of a Mucker, but there's another reason to explain that it's not at Sivwe. That we'd say that Moshe wasn't telling them to take it because the not had a complaint against that. So rather, Moshe was just saying, if there would be the taking, based on him being able to explain to the Yidin why they have nothing to worry about, then there's Vesamtem. But he would weaken it he would weaken their complaint by not having L'Kayach as a command. Now, as a side point, we're going to mention another thing, and that is, and there's no place for a question, where's the place of the Seva if they don't fulfill the L'Kayach? Where's the place of the Sevaterah? We're going to say that L'Kayach is just an option, and it's only if L'Kayach, then there's the command of Asamtem, then where's the place of the Sevaterah? So we're saying over here, there's no place for a question, where's the place of the Sevaterah if they don't fulfill the L'Kayach? because Rashi already taught about the complaint of the Yidin and still Moshe gave the Seyfeterah to Shevet Levi right even though the Yidin had the complaint Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Seyfeterah to Shevet Levi so we must say that according to Rashi that Moshe explained to the Yidin that there's no reason to be concerned and therefore he was sure there would be a Lekayach so Moshe was certain that there would be the Lekayach so there's no question where would be the Seyfeterah and on the other hand even if we explain Lakayach to mean Lush and Tzivri, which is how we would solve the question here, where is the place of the Sefer Torah? We would solve it by saying that it's Lush and Tzivri, so it's for sure going to be done. There's still a question, which is why is it in Lush and Mokr? So we're pointing out over here, this is a side point, that there's no place for a question, where is the place of the Sefer Torah? If they don't fulfill the Lakayach, why is there no place? Because Moshe was sure that the Yidden would agree since he explained to them why there's nothing to worry about. And on the other hand, by answering the question, where's the place of the Sefer Terra, by saying, oh, it's a Lush and Sivui," you still have a question, which is, why is it in Lush and Mokr? So either way, you have a question. And more importantly, to really remove this question entirely about where is the place of the Sefer Terra, it's not a question at all. If they wouldn't take the Sefer Terra, it would obviously stay where it was until now, where the this Sefer Terra was written right Right away, immediately after Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So it would just stay on where it was until now for 40 years since the command to write the Sefer Terra was immediately after Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So these are two side points, the brackets and the next paragraph about this point. The main thing of this answer over here is that earlier there's no need for an explanation of Rashi because it's obvious that it's Lush and civil and only over here. Is there the possibility that it's not a sivui? We could explain that Tzivui is Vesantim, and therefore Rashi has to tell us, no, it is a Russian Tzivui, Kwe shamar and Halach. Now we're going to move on to answering question number one regarding why Rashi needs to bring three proofs, and we're going to break it up into two parts. In the first part, we're going to explain what's the weakness in each proof separately, and in the second part, we'll explain what's the weakness in each of any of the two proofs combined. And Rashi must bring three proofs and one isn't enough because the first one Zakhar. So by Sechira, even when it refers to the pu'ula of remembering, meaning that it's as if it says tizkar, nevertheless, it's not a pu'ula with an action. It's just remembering in a person's mind. And therefore, from the tzivu being in and Mokr, by Sechira, it's not enough of a proof that also a tzivu regarding a pu'ula in action that it can be said in and Mokr. So that's why Sechira, Zakhar is not enough. Now we'll move on to shamar. so therefore rashi brings another proof from shamar which refers to not doing actions Shamar means that a person should guard himself a person should guard oneself from doing certain actions and nevertheless it says the civily of shamar in Lush and moker. and therefore we can bring a proof from there to look which refers to an action However, nevertheless, we can ask that also from Shomer there's not a complete proof. Since as Rashi taught, Shmira usually means not doing a pu'ula. Shomer means that a person should guard themselves from doing, indeed it's talking about doing an action, but it's referring to a person guarding themselves from the action, to not doing the action. And since the pu'ula of Shmira is through not doing a pu'ula, an action, so it makes sense for the Tzivri on this thing to be in Lashon Marker, which also negates the whole idea of a Pula. Lashon Marker means, we said, the way it's removed from being an action. Also, Shomer is telling a person not to do the action. And it's not a proof to when it's a Pula and an actual action. Not to be guarded from the action, but to actually do an action. And that's why Rashi brings Halich. But what's the, we'll see what the issue with Halich is. And therefore, Rashi brings a pr- third proof from Halich, which is a civil on Pula, and it's on an actual action, not to be guarded from it, but actually the act of halich, walking with one's feet. And since it's said there in Lush and Mokar, so it's a full proof that it Tzivoy may be said in Lush and Mokar on an action. However, also from Haleich alone, there's not a sufficient proof because the word halich is said as a preparation to the Tzivoy. Over there it says Haleich V'dibarta or, or Haleich V'Karasa. And therefore we can explain that it means not to literally go, but rather to mentally go. To prepare oneself mentally. Go and prepare to talk, go and speak. It means to go out of the state that you're in, to speak to them, meaning that the person is going and preparing themselves to do something. And therefore Rashi doesn't suffice with the proof from Halich alone, and he also has to bring a proof from Zachar and Chamar, which aren't said as a preparation to another tzivri, so it's not referring to a mental preparation. Now in terms of understanding this whole thing with Halich there is a very long Ha'ara from the Rebbe Ha'ara 25 that really gives more understanding and it's referred to again later in Ha'ara 26 as well in order to fully understand the need for all three of these uh, words of Zacher, Shomer and Halich. Now we're going to continue in Answering question number one By explaining why not just two of the proofs if each one has a weakness then two proofs should be enough and the reason Rashi Doesn't suffice with two of the three proofs is because in every two of the proofs If we pick any grouping of two, there's a shared aspect in which they are different than Lakayah. So let's start with the first two Zacher and shamar So both of them aren't actual actions Zacher is a mental action. It's something which is ruchnius. It's not a physical action. And shomer relates to not doing an action, whereas holich is an actual action of going. And then, if we combine zacher and holich, which we said about holich, it could also be a mental halicha preparation. So they are mental actions. They are things that are ruchnius, They're not gashmis. Whereas shomer isn't a mental action but rather rather refers to an actual act it's just that it's about not doing that action but it's referring to a physical act and when we combine shamr and halich so both of them are a preparation a mental halicha like we said halich is a preparation to do something And so to shmira is to be careful in order not to come to do something so they're both in the in a sense they are a preparation and in this regard zacher is better since it's not a preparation it's an actual action it's a mental one but it's referring to the actual action whereas halich is to mentally prepare oneself and shamar is to guard oneself which refers to a preparation it's about being careful not to come to do something so there's a preparation aspect guard a person is being instructed to guard themselves not to come to do something else so it's a preparation something to be done in order to avoid something whereas zachar even though it's talking about a mental action but it's referring to the actual to an actual action itself and not the preparation to an action from yenish al in and this rashi and also what we can learn for the time of Aser Smei Tshuva, which in many years, we read Parshas Vayelech on Shabbos chuva We spoke many times that when a tzivuy on a is said in Lashen Mokr, it indicates that the pula needs to be done not just with the koyach ha'asiyah of the person, but rather also with the koyach of the mokr in the nefesh, meaning from the ratzen and mokr of the koyach of the nefesh, which is higher, then the Sa'adam. So it means it has to be just like this word, the infinitive, is the mucker of the word the way it's an action. Also in the person it has to come not from the act just from the action part in the person, but also from the mucker of that action. In a Saracen the mucker of each person, the Yechidash ab is shining. And Rashi hints that even though this revelation of Yechidash ab is on a level of being a mucker, which is higher than the Keikhasa Adam, nevertheless, it's a tzivwi on a pu'ula. What does that mean? Meaning that it has to impact and be revealed even in the Keikhasa Pratim of a person. That's what Rashi is telling us over here in Yaina Even though it's lush and mucker. it's my zahr shamer and holich. it's like those words that are at tzivri of a this too is at tzivri on a meaning that the makar of the person has to be revealed and has to impact also the place of, the, of a pu'ula, which are the kechas pratim. And the details of what it has to impact are hinted to in the three things that Rashi mentions. Zachar, Shomer, Halich. This makar has to come to Zachar, it has to come to Shomer, it has to come to Halich. Zikarin is in the Mayacha Zikarin which is Chochmah, which in general is Chabad, it has to come into Chabad, those Kachas. Shammer is Shmir, is Baleiv, which in general is Midis, which are in the heart, it has to come into a person's Midas, into a person's heart. And Halich is the Kach Asiya, which is the lowest of the Kachas hanefesh, and in the lowest of the Kachas Asiya themselves, because here we're talking about the feet and not the hands so that's what it has to be, it has to go and be a tzivoy, it has to be in a person's Chabad and in a person's Midas all the way down to the Kayach Asiyah and within the Kayach Asiyah itself, all the way down to a person's feet, and Rashi is hinting with this, that the idea of the revelation of the level of Moker, the Yechilish of Ben hefesh, what's the purpose of this revelation, is in order to have an effect on all the Kayachas apratim in a person, starting from the higher Kayachas of Chabad, and also the Midas in the heart, and all the way to the Kayach asiyah, which is the lowest Levush Meaning that in the made Tshuva, the Yechidosh of the Nefesh must be felt in all of one's actions. Starting all the way from the higher K'yichas of Chochmah, Bina and Das, the Chabad, and the Midas, and all the way down to the Koyach and to the lowest Lavush. That's where the mucker, the Yechidosh of Nefesh, has to be felt. Another hint that's found here, which based on this other hint, it's understood, the connection between the Tzivri, the specific Tzivuy over here, of L'Kayach HaSifar to Shabbos Tshuva. The revelation of the level of makr, the Yechidush benefesh in HaSeres Chuva, is in the act, or in the Mitzvah, of Chuva. And the Tshuva from the level of Makr is Tshuva ilah. And in addition, this is also connected to Shabbos itself, because it's known that Shabbos has the same letters as toshav, and that Shabbos is Tshuva ilah, and especially Shabbos Tshuva, which is the Shlemus of the Avedah of Tshuva ilah. So we see how Shabbos Tshuva is connected to Tshuva ilo. The idea of Tshuva is not Tshuva for Avonis, for Chathayim and avonus, for Averis, but rather that the attachment and the oneness and the unity of the neshama to its marker which is through like it says in the Zayar, asik through learning and occupying oneself in terah and therefore the hint to the revelation of the level of yikhida is in the word in russian Makr as the samtam it's in the word that's said about as which is the greatest level of terah it's talking about the Torah, the way it's in the Oren, which in Avedes Saadam is the highest and most complete level of Chuvayla. like we said, it's brought down from the Zayar, Yis'asik be'iraysa. That's the highest form of Chuvayla And this is Nimshuk also in Zacher, Shamer, and Halich, meaning in all the kachas in Levushim, Because this Chuvayla of Yis'asik be'iraysa has to be in all the kachas in Levushim of a person as the Rebbe quotes in the Sicha from Yigeras from the Rebbe. And in each of the Levushim, and this too is hinted to in the three items, the the zohar Shomer, and Haleich, we know that they are Shivim, Panim, Lataira, so it's not just referring to Chabad, the Midis, and the mysa like we said earlier, but we can look at each of them to referring to a different Levush. Because Zohar, it says is bepe, is Dibber. shomer, like we said earlier, is in the heart, which refers in the levushim to machshava, and holich is Maisa. So we have we have the levush of dibur, the levush of machshava, and the levush of Maisa. and mainly through Maisa, meaning the mitzvahs maysis mamish, a person becomes a mahalich, and like Rezal teach about this world that it's alma da azlin on that it's in this world that a person becomes a mahalach, and through this, it'll be, v'yisalachti b'seichachem geimer, ve'ashber moiteis ulchem, va'eylech ayashchem kemimiyas.